Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network. All right, Teresa, thank you so much for coming in. You know, it's been a great season for the Lady Barons, and you guys are coming off of, you know, the first rivalry matchup with Lawrence Manning, so it seemed like the perfect time to kind of come and have you come in and kind of talk about the season as a whole. So thanks for coming down. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's start with that game against Lawrence Manning. You start with the road game for you guys and, you know, come out with a convincing win. What was kind of your overall reaction to, you know, seeing the girls come back from spring break where you guys played down at Myrtle Beach and, you know, really hit the ground running with a big rivalry game? Yeah, um, well, when when the schedule came out and I recognized that Lawrence Manning was going to be our first game after spring break, I knew that the time that we spent at the beach was going to be very valuable. Um, it's very difficult to take a week off and uh, mostly just not seeing live pitching. You know, there's something about not seeing live pitching that just seems to kind of get you out of rhythm. So um, I felt like it was very important to get softball of whatever kind in during that week. And spring break is always fun because you play these schools from all over, you know, the East Coast or maybe from Tennessee or whatever. And you show up and know absolutely nothing about them. Whereas I feel like most of the teams we play routinely around this area, I can almost predict most of what their lineup's going to be, yeah. you know, before the game even begins. So um, I was very pleased with um, the last day we had at spring break um, at, at the Ripken Experience Place. We played very, very good, strong softball um, and uh, came back and had some good practices. And um, it was good to see that it carried over into our game. Um, my overall reaction, of course, I was thrilled for the win that we were able to get. Um, I, I'm also wise enough to know we didn't get Lawrence Manon's best uh, Yeah, game. I mean, they didn't do anything over spring break, which is always kind of a killer. But Yeah, um, and I, you know, I, 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 um, I think that we played a very, very strong game. Um, and I think that that might not describe what they were, you know, I, I, I know we didn't see their best, so... Um, we've certainly not relaxed, relaxed or checked out or, or felt like, oh, okay, we got it now. You know, there's no sense of uh, philosophy of that going on at all with our team. Well, especially, you know, with that kind of having some, some extra, you know, thought to it this year after you guys played each other for the state championship last year. And does that kind of add some more to, you know, that rivalry game this year? Obviously, these girls already all know each other. A lot of them grew up playing against yeah. and with each other. But then when you have kind of the added stakes that came with last year's championship and two teams that, you know, hope to be in the same place again this year, uh, does that kind of add something to those regular season games this year? Well, I can answer that question in two ways. I can answer the question the way I'm supposed to answer it, <laughs> or I can be truthful and say, Yes, of course it does. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, we there's so much psychology that goes in into um, coaching teenage girls in general, um, probably just teenagers in general. Um, and we really do try to not make a moment bigger than it is. And, and that was what we kind of talked about going into the game on Tuesday is this is a region game. This is an opportunity for us to try to um, take the first step in one of our first goals as a team, which is, you know, we want to win the region. Um, and... But it's 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 not anything more than the first step in trying to win the region. So let's not let's not lose our emotions. Let's not lose our focus on what we're really here for. So I think we do try to minimize, um, you know, making it bigger than it is. Uh, but I would imagine that it's. I mean, you know, it's it's a rivalry. It's a Clemson Carolina kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it just it doesn't. It's a Duke Tar Heel kind of thing. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, when it's Lawrence Manon versus Wilson Hall in high school athletics, there always just seems to be a, a whole other set of emotions that show up with the fans, the, the players, you know, everything. Well, and it's also, you know, the start of a real kind of sprint for you guys to finish off this regular season because this is where, you know, the games yeah. that matter most count, all That's your region right. games coming after spring break. And, you know, how do you guys kind of approach a season where – your before spring break is kind of experimentation time. You know, you you know use a little bit more of a rotation of pitchers than you yes. will as you know things kind of turn towards uh, those region games, and you maybe tweak the lineup a little bit more than you will down the stretch. So, oh, yeah. talk a little bit about kind of how the approach changes as you get to this side of spring break. Well, I, I think you described it perfectly. I mean, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head if we've really had back to back games prior to spring break where you saw the exact same lineup. Um, and even during spring break, we still had some players out with injury. Now that we've returned, this is this is no lie, uh, the Sunday we came back from break, what was that, the, the 16th, I think it was? Something it was like that, the yeah. first practice this year. I had all 13 <laughs> players able to practice. On April wow. 16th, you know? So, um, so now all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, okay, just kind of when you think maybe you're figuring it out and who's going to go where, uh, now there's another little piece to the puzzle to solve. Um, now, with that being said, the person that we were missing was Danny, who has been my third baseman for me since she's mm-hmm. essentially been in the eighth grade. Um, you know, you're talking about a two-time starting state champion third baseman who, by the way, is going to play college softball. So, you know, this is a great, great, for lack of a better word, problem to have, <laughs> you know, to figure it all out. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's – I would say that – I know I can say this very um, – very. I'm very assured with this. The kids that have stepped in while she was out have done an absolute great job. Um, I've, I've got a freshman, Addie Griffin, and a sophomore, particularly Abby Bradley. Um, those two kids came up to varsity this year and knew that playing time was going to be very limited – uh, but yet, all of a sudden, I've got a senior out with an appendix problem, and I've got a senior out with a back problem. You know, I've, we've had a lot of injuries this season, and these two kids have actually been in the lineup so much and have done s- so well. Um, so I'm really pleased in, for next year, so to speak, preparation, that they were able to get a lot of the experience that um, came with, with those opportunities. Um, but I think, I think we're starting to lean towards the direction of, of knowing what we want to do with our lineup um, the hitting lineup is still sometimes a little bit of a question mark. Um, I think everyone in my lineup is a threat at the plate. And, and um, so it's just sort of like, who's hot right now, you know? So uh, just otherwise, uh, I feel pretty good about what we got going on now. Yeah, and to find the bright spot in injuries like that early in the season, you know, A, you got them back when you need them. But on top of that, it gives you an excuse to kind of get some different kids in the lineup, which sure. for as senior heavy a team as you guys are, good to kind of be able to tweak that a little bit at the beginning of the season rather than one of those freshmen or sophomores stepping into the lineup right. for the first time right. in the playoffs and all of a yeah. sudden they're panicking. Yeah, and listen, if somebody does go out again, we kind of know what plan B will be. You know, we've already been able to test it out. So it's almost like plan A.2. You know, it's not really mm-hmm. like plan B. Um, so that, you know, I'm, I feel comfortable that even if we do have another unexpected person unable to, you know, be in the lineup, 
my subs are ready, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really proud of what they've been able to do this season. Yeah, that plays into the pitching as well. Obviously, Amberly Way, um, someone that you're going to be consistently relying on as you've been able to for the last couple of years. But to be able to get a couple of girls in the circle at the beginning of this season, talk about kind of the progression that you've seen from girls like Mary Beth Van Patten and Talon Griffin, yep. getting in the circle a little bit more at the beginning of the season yeah. to kind of get that experience. Yeah, I, they've, um, they have just absolutely grown and matured in the circle. Um, um, you know, uh, in the last two years when we've asked them to throw some for us, it's it's been a very simple – what we asked of them was very simple, throw strikes. You know, <laughs> that's what we wanted you to do. And now their movement pitches are better. You know, they're, they're starting to learn the craft a little bit more. I'm really excited um, to know that they're both where they are this season. Um, and I, I think next year they're going to be able to, to do great stuff in the circle. I really do. Yeah, and Mary Beth Van Patten in particular is someone who's really kind of blossomed into a bigger role this year for this team. I mean, offensively, she was a player that was, you know, consistently good for you guys. Mm -hmm. But this year, she has really kind of taken that next step. Talk a little bit about how you've been able to kind of see her blossom in this junior season. Um, I mean, she's she's an absolute threat at the plate. I mean, she is, and and what is also so unique about her is how fast she is. So she can turn a lot of base hits into doubles. She can turn a lot of doubles into triples. Um, you know, she's just uh, she's she's just really kind of found a new level of determination. I think um, she just really seems to get in that box, and I think she's got a lot of confidence now. She's really learned, like, oh god, I really am pretty good at this, you know. And like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you this for how many years? And I think she really has learned to believe in herself and has learned how to take some pressure situations and um, just accept them and, and actually maybe even want them. I, I think she's she's good now. She's like, yeah, you know, I want to be the one that's up when we need the big hit. And, and oftentimes she is the one that can get that for us. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing that you can really see develop when girls like Danny aren't able to be in the lineup early in this season is who's ready to kind of – take yeah. those spots because Danny was a player for you a lot Absolutely. of times last year that was always seemed to kind of find herself yeah. at the plate in big situations. So to to be able to kind of find those younger girls that are kind of ready to step into those shoes, so important. To, again, it's always kind of better to figure that out at the beginning of the year rather Absolutely. than hoping that it kind of happens by the time <laughs> yeah. the playoffs come around. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and yeah, a couple of other big matchups for you guys kind of coming up over the next couple of weeks. Talk about um, kind of how that preparation shifts for you guys as you kind of fully, att- you know, turn your attention towards those region matchups. Um, well, I, I think our, our schedule's pretty game heavy these last couple of weeks. I think we have three next week, three the next, if I'm not mistaken, and then maybe two. Um, and the opponents are very strong. We we certainly have um, a challenge every time we're stepping on the field right now, which, you know, obviously I love because I don't I don't want us to have a moment where we can check out when we're we're trying to make sure we're getting ourselves ready for those important region games and um, and then you know trying to get ready to prepare for the playoffs. Um, I think we have to also think about uh, making sure that the conditioning of our of our softball. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, our, I guess just our softball conditioning in general is ready to go into that playoff look where all of a sudden you're playing multiple games back-to-back. You know, um, it's a very different look. It's it's always been something that I've honestly not been a real big fan of. You know, all season we play 
one game of softball, and then all of a sudden, in the most important part of the year, we're packing it into two days yeah. to figure out, you know, who's going to be the last two teams. And you're figuring out who you're playing right. in that second game, exactly. you know, minutes beforehand exactly. sometimes. Yeah, so um, uh, knowing that that's where we're headed, I am glad to have some three-week games where we're going to have to kind of we're going to be we're going to feel some of that fatigue, you know, or we're going to have to continue to condition ourselves in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I think I think those are all important to kind of get us to where we're going. Yeah, especially because in the early parts of the season, I mean, you guys had some long stretches where you'd maybe get one game in over yeah. the span of like a week and a half, and that can be a hard left it turn was. to make yeah. um, when you're um, when you're going down the stretch like this. So, and even you know, is a week like spring break like you guys had yeah. where. It's a kind of a different kind of busy where you're playing yeah. a few games in a row, but they don't kind of have the same stakes to them. And a couple of those games are are kind of scrimmages where you're just kind of trying some different exactly. things. Is yeah. that kind of uh, almost a good kind of transition week for you guys where you kind of yeah. get a little bit of it, but now it becomes yes. real? Yes, I think so. And even there was, like you mentioned, we, we had like a two-week period. I think we really had one game. We'll... Um, I know those girls don't want to listen to me coach them every single minute of every day of all those days. So we actually brought in um, two local girls that had played some higher level college softball and they actually came in and ran a clinic for us for three days. I essentially said, you know, like, you're the coaches, you're young and cool, they're going to listen to you. And I know that we essentially say the same stuff. Um, and they came in and they did a great job. That's um, Logan Morris and, and Haley, used to be Hawkins, I think Haley Ray is her name now. Um, and just, you know, just brought us kind of a fresh look, some new drills. A couple little tweaks here and there for some some of the um, softball that they had learned at the high level that they had played, and I think the girls really loved it. Um, and then we kind of tried to carry that, you know, into spring break. And um, yeah, I think what you said is is spot on. It's there's a little bit. Um, I don't want to say it's relaxed because once we get on the field, it's go time, it's mm-hmm. game time. Um, the concentration, I expect it to be the same, you know, the and hustle. And then you get off the field and the beach yeah, is there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I, you know, honestly, what I, what I do like about the beach, not necessarily in the moment, but afterwards, is knowing that there's all these distractions around, but we can find a way to tune them out, do what we're supposed to do. So, um, and, you know, that's important, too for the rest of our season. Yeah, and especially because this is a team that has been there and done that for the most part. You know, this is a group that has been together. You know, even the younger girls have been a part of this for a few years now. So um, how do you think that just the makeup of this group is kind of prepared to make this stretch? Just because most of these girls, they're not experiencing something for the first time at this point. Yeah. um, I mean, there's... I don't, I don't, you just can't, you can't teach experience, you know, you can, there's nothing you can do. And, um, you know, just thinking about it, it's, it's kind of wild actually. When I think back, my seniors have played in a state championship every single season they have played. Um, their freshman, excuse me, their eighth grade year. Cause that, uh, I had three of them, you know, as eighth graders, mm-hmm. um, we ended up, I think our record, it was after we had six seniors graduate the year before, and I think we ended up with a record of like 9 and 12. But at the end of the season, we kind of were getting it together, and we found a way to get ourselves to the state championship and even made it to game three. Um, We didn't win, you know, but it was good. They felt that sting. They felt what it was like to be there, and more importantly, they felt that sting of what it's like to not win. Um, You know, the next year, COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, the next two years, we were – you know, fortunate enough to be able to, to win it in the end. Um, 
Now, I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you, we know that there's no guarantee <laughs> that their senior year they're going to be playing in it. But they're going to make sure that they're doing all that they can to try to put themselves into that position. I, you know, who, who as a senior doesn't want to be playing for a state championship their senior season? So as much as I think they've enjoyed all that they've had in the past, there's more they want. You know, they're still motivated. They, they still – it's not done. You know, they, in their mind, they haven't checked that box and, and written it off, and, and they, they, still want, they still want it this year. Yeah, and is that kind of the biggest thing that you kind of have to fight off at this point is complacency almost, you know, for a team that kind of expects to get back to that game to to not be able to say, oh, we're just going to be able to walk in there. And maybe the dynamics of how that, you know, state playoff kind of works in softball doesn't give you a chance to kind of rest and think that it's going to be assumed. But is that something that you still kind of have to combat? Yeah, I would would not be telling the (laughs) truth if I didn't say yes to that question. Um... I think that we had a very humbling game uh, at Orangeburg Prep. And um, even though it was, you know, a, a horrible performance by us, it was probably a very important moment for our season to say, you know, guess what? We are human. <laughs> we are not just going to walk onto the field and beat everybody. And um, I've seen the level of focus and um, effort crank up to the level it needs to be since that moment. Um, so I'm glad to see that we responded in that way. I'm glad we didn't just kind of write it off and say, ah, it was just a bad day. You know, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And it's difficult, I think, sometimes as a coach when when you're getting, um, you know, early in the season we, we had some big wins against some good teams. And we were doing a lot of really good stuff. But you get comfortable. You do, you know, and um, so again, it was it was good to have that humbling game at Orangeburg Prep. <laughs> yeah, and talk a little bit on the the seniors in particular and how they're responding to that and showing their leadership down to some of these younger girls because you know the, those girls have been there for so long and everyone's kind of looking to them to see how they respond yeah. to a game like well, a tough loss. I so I, my answer to your question is actually a little bit. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if this really answers the question, but our motto this year is team of leaders. And what I've really tried to preach to them is it doesn't matter that we have five seniors. We have 13 softball players. And what, what I want are 13 leaders. So, you know, little things like that ball, that foul ball didn't go get picked up yet. I don't care if it's a senior or a freshman saying, hey, somebody go get the ball. You know, we, we need to have a team of leaders. And we're not going to be worried about, but I'm not a leader. I'm not supposed to do that or say that. No, we're, we're trashing that idea, you know, right now. And and I think that I have to do that because with five seniors, if I don't have other people starting to sort of groom themselves for that role, then what are we going to do next year? You know, usually you have one or two seniors and then, you know, maybe some juniors or other you know, key players that kind of help support the senior staff. And they're they're kind of learning the ropes for that leadership role for the future. But with five seniors, that's an intimidating situation for anyone that's not a senior. But we've really tried to say, and, and I, that's where I guess I credit my seniors, where they've accepted that. You know, um, I think they're trying to do their role as a senior, but they're not, um, they're not giving anybody the vibe of like, you know, who do you think you are? You're not a senior kind of thing. So I think they understand this whole real concept of team of leaders. Well, and some of that too comes from when they were kind of thrust into more leadership roles because they were, you know, coming into high school amid all the COVID things where 
you know, by the time, you know, that first championship year for you guys, you didn't really have like that senior class that was going to take the charge because there there was no team the year before. So they kind of had to to pick that up at a young age. And, you know, they're a group that's, hey, we've been in those shoes of of having to kind of step up young. So we don't we don't want to have people doing that for the first time once we're gone. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Yep. Yeah, and you know, with this kind of you know championship expectation, you know, talk a little bit on kind of you know how those dynamics have kind of worked with this group as far as you know, have you guys talked much about playoffs yet, or is it fully focused on the getting to their portion at this point? We don't talk about the end of the season until it's the end of the season. We talk about well, what we talk about is. How can we put ourselves in the best position possible when the end of the season gets here? And we know that's winning the region. And so that's our focus right now, win the region. That's what we want to do. If we're able to do that, great. It likely gives us, I think, the overall one seed. If we don't do that, that's okay. But let's still do as well as we can to make sure we still get a seed that doesn't put us into a situation that we don't want to be in. So, um no, uh, you know, we, we also talk a lot about, we, we have the phrase, play for May, play for May, um, prepare for May. But uh, I guess what we mean by that is every step along the way is getting us to that point. We can't just expect that if we show up in May, all of a sudden we're going to be a great softball team, you know, if we haven't taken care of all the little things along the way. And the other thing I do really love about this team being so experienced is because people who are not around the state playoffs frequently – I'm I'm here to tell you, weird stuff happens. Yeah. Weird stuff happens. I mean, last year Lawrence Manning got there losing several players to yes. injury and having yes. to have eighth graders step well, up, and, and they made it to and, the state championship. You, you know, guys. these same kids, the ones I were talking about when they when they were eighth graders, they're playing for a state championship with a record of nine and twelve. Yeah. You know, and it's just because at the right moment, for whatever reason, just clicks. It just clicked. Yeah. And so, you know, what if you're that hot team all season long? And then all of a sudden your bats go cold, you know, because um, it can happen. It happens. It, I've seen it happen. It's happened to our team, you know. Um, and so then you've got to rely on your ability to have really gelled as a team, your ability to believe in what you're doing, because uh, it might not be easy all of a sudden. And um, I, that's what I do really like about the fact that they've had the experiences. I, I don't think by any means any of them think, oh, we're just going to go into the playoffs and it's going to be easy and we're just going to steamroll through. I don't really think that's by any means what we believe. Um, we do truly know that very strange things happen when those playoffs get here because emotions are you know high and it's it, it really becomes who can calm themselves, you know, who can reset after a mistake and um, – the stakes are just so much higher, and so the pressure is so much higher, and the emotions get so much higher, and then crazy stuff happens. Well, and how do those dynamics shift this year with the classification change, where now it's kind of a smaller pool of yeah. teams that you guys are kind of competing with, and while the bracket's going to stay the same, it's it's not kind of the same pool of teams that um, you're, you're pulling from, where you'll see a lot of the same faces, but right. it's, it's maybe not as deep um, yeah. as normal. It but. Is, yeah, you're right about that. It's, it's not quite as deep, but... Honestly, and when I think about the last couple of years and I really think about who seemed to have had the, the stronger teams, I don't think there's too much of a change. Um, I think it's going to affect more the 2A, 3A, honestly, mm-hmm. a lot more than it does. for. It's almost like my 3A sort of just became 4A, and then they kind of redistributed the 2 mm-hmm. and the 3As. So I don't, 
I don't know. There's something kind of cool about saying we're playing for the foray, you know, the stage. first yeah, ever, the first ever yeah. So there's something cool about that, um, something new about that. But really, in all honesty, it kind of feels like the same people we know we have to prepare, you know, against. So not too big of a change there. Well, and I'm sure, um, you know, a fun thing for this group down the stretch will be figuring out what their little celebration is going to be during the state playoffs. I know last year they had the bunny ears for the back-to-back. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure some of those girls are already kind of cooking something up for that stretch. They run. probably are, but they know they better not tell me because I don't like to know about things like that early. <laughs> um, no, I, they, they're a goofy group. Um, they, they really are a lot of fun. There's, there's a lot of personality on my team, and it, it makes it a lot of fun. Well, and, and with that, you know, that goofy personality kind of balances out the fact that they're also turn it on when they need yes. to. Talk a little bit on on that dynamic where there's a lot of fun to be had with this group, but at the same time, they're not goofing around when it's, you no. know, time to play. No, it's – I think that just comes with maturity, you know, um, and kind of just understanding what is the role of a leader and, and you know, kind of buying into that whole – team of leaders kind of concept and um you know when it's time to dance and have fun it's it, it's happening you know <laughs> I mean like I said it's just a bunch of goofballs at times um but when it's time to go to work they go to work so um I, I I'm very proud of how we can do that Absolutely. Well, I think that's all I've got for you, Teresa. We're looking forward to a fun home stretch here over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, those state playoffs just get, you know, closer and closer with every passing day. They do. I think we're, what, two, three weeks? Three weeks from today. Three weeks from yeah, today. Three yeah. weeks from today. Yeah. And then the fun begins. <laughs> then, the, then the butterflies <laughs> in the stomach begin. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you.